my friends. Welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. It's me, your girl, Nicole. And on today's episode, I wanted to share with you one of my most favorite memories of all time. And it was the time that I lived in Italy. And it wasn't one of those things where I just picked up and left. I don't think I could ever, I mean, I could definitely be spontaneous. But for something like this, it it didn't quite go like that. Um, But before I even dive into the episode, the reason why I wanted to talk to you about this, not only is because it's my favorite topic to talk about, but because there is a fellow Instagrammer that I recently found. Well, to be fair, my mom sent her Instagram information to me. And her name is Casey. She is an American living in Italy. And she made a TikTok. And now she just kind of posts reels on Instagram on her culture shocks and experience living abroad. And she's actually living in Florence, which Florence is where I studied abroad at uh, back in 2013. And I just remember what it was like walking down the cobbled stone streets, going to you know, espresso bars to get a shot of espresso before my first class, late night strolls, just seeing the beautiful city lights of Florence. Not to say that it was much of a city per se, but just everything about it was so romantic and beautiful. And I've been obsessed over her Instagram, just looking at her reels, looking at her TikToks, looking at her pictures. And this and pretty much her content is what inspired me to talk about this episode. So if you want to listen in on my experience living in Florence, living in Italy for two months, stay tuned. So I remember 2013, where was I in life? I was going to Valencia College, which is a community college in Orlando. And at the time I was working as a server and I was watching a lot of reality TV. I think the Kardashians were definitely at their peak during this time. And so were a lot of other reality TV shows. And I remember watching one called Chelsea. Now, it's a British reality TV show. And imagine like The Hills. Remember The Hills with Lauren Conrad and Kristen Cavallari? Same concept, um, but instead of it having like one narrator or focused person like Lauren Conrad was for, I think, the first five seasons or the first four seasons, um, this one kind of just followed like a group of friends. And I was just obsessed with the fashion, you know, the fact that (laughs) they were just so chic and just cool. And I remember just watching them and thinking to myself, like, how fabulous are they? And, you know, this took place in Chelsea, which is... Uh, like this very like yuppie area in London or like somewhere in the UK. I don't want to get my geography wrong, but it was like, that's kind of the vibes I got. Anyway, long story short, I remember just like being so in awe of this show that I, out of nowhere, posted on my Twitter. Remember Twitter? I don't even know if anybody uses that anymore. And if they do, it's definitely my generation anymore. I could be wrong, but whatever. I remember posting on Twitter and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I am going to live in Europe one day. It was like something along the lines of that. And I remember one of my friends reached out to me and was like, whatever you get into, count me in. 
And I just loved how she was just so about it, even though she had no idea where this even stemmed from. But I remember in that moment, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to have to do to do it, but I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to live out there one, one day. And I guess in my head, I wasn't thinking one day as like a few months later, but in my head, I like, it just felt like a strong feeling. So about a few weeks later, I remember being on Instagram and there was a guy I used to work with. I honestly forgot his name, but I used to work with him and I saw that he was in Italy and we both worked at the Olive Garden together. So we more or less made the same amount of money. I knew that he was also going to Valencia College. So when I saw that he was in Italy, I figured, oh, maybe he, you know, was on a family trip or maybe he just like did like a backpacking kind of thing. Cause that's a lot of, those were the things that a lot of my friends were doing right after high school. Um, and so I remember just seeing his photos and I was thinking like, wow, like he's in Italy right now. Like he was in Rome. And a week had went by, two weeks, three weeks, and it wasn't to say that I was keeping tabs, but I remember looking at his Instagram and I was like, whoa, like, does this guy like live there? Because it was definitely, it felt like a whole month had went by and he was still posting pictures that were very current, like consistently on Instagram. So I DM'd him through Facebook because I, at the time, Instagram didn't have DM <laughs> and I hit him up through Facebook and I was like, hey, did you like move to Italy? Like, how are you still there? And he's like, no, I studied abroad. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I didn't even know what that meant. And he's like, oh, it's when you take a semester in a different country. And I was able to apply for this program. And that's how I ended up here. And I said, well, you go to Valencia, don't you? Like, how did you, how did, I didn't know Valencia did this. And he said they didn't. Pretty much what he did was he went through UF, the University of Florida, and they offered study abroad programs to UF students and non-UF students. So he applied for the program and found a loophole through Valencia College scholarship program that offered scholarships for students who were interested in studying abroad. The study abroad didn't specify that it had to be through any programs through Valencia College. It could literally be through anything. So he was able to apply for the program through UF and also apply for the scholarships that Valencia College offered for study abroad programs. And he ended up getting the full ride. It paid for everything. And all he had to pay, like worry about was the money he was going to bring for, like with him to pay for his food and for his accommodation. Not accommodations because the, the accommodations, like the stay was included. But the... um like food and things like that and like textbooks like that would be extra so he applied for the program it paid for his entire tuition and from there he just had to worry about saving up the money to then pretty much support himself while being out in Rome so I was like whoa I need to do this and I remember in the beginning like things like this always felt out of reach for me like as simple as he made it sound I deep down was already coming up with reasons why it wouldn't work. I was like, oh, but I'm probably not even going to get the scholarship. And I was thinking, oh, well, like, I wouldn't even be able to come up with that much money. And like, am I really trying to go there by myself? I don't even go to UF. Like, it's going to be really clicky. Like, I'm not even going to make any friends. Like, in my head, I was kind of already coming up with all of these excuses as to why it couldn't work out. But I talked about it with my mom and she was like, you know what? No, you're going to do this. You're going to apply and you're going to get it. You're going to, you're going to make it work, you know? So I remember 
I thought about it and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I got the link. I looked at the map of all the study abroad programs that they were offering. And I remember when I got to like Italy, I was like, okay, well, do I want to go to Rome? Do I want to go somewhere else? Like it was kind of hard to choose. Like Italy is a pretty big country, but it's also such a beautiful country. Like how do you pick one place? Like as much as I would have loved to do just Rome, I was like, no, but like, what about the other places in Italy? Like I just didn't, I've, it, first of all, I don't like to blame my astrology sign. I've never been the one to believe in all that, but I am a Libra. So making decisions have always been difficult for me. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to close my mind, close my eyes, take my cursor and wherever the little cursor lands on, whatever I click on is where I'm studying abroad at. Did it, landed on Florence. And I was like, say less, this is where I'm going. So I know literally as uh, that's exactly how I did it. So when I chose the program, read into it, I started the process. And I remember sending the link to my friend who reached out to me through Twitter. Mind you, you know, we hung out in high school. We still kind of hung out occasionally outside of work. It wasn't often, but she was still a friend that was still there. So I was like, hey, and she was also going to Valencia College too. And I remember just like sending her the link and I said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm applying for it. You know, it's there if you want to do it. If not, whatever. Like it, I knew I was going to do this. So, and for me, it was like, if you want to come, great. If not, no worries. Like, don't feel the pressure. But homegirl came through. Every time I submitted the application, she submitted the application. If we needed to write an essay, I was like, hey, deadline for this essay is next week. Just to let you know as a, as a quick reminder. Say less, she did it too. When it came down to submitting for the scholarship, I was like, hey, I'm applying for the scholarship to help pay for the tuition. This is the link to apply for it. Let me know if you have any questions. And then it's so funny because towards the end of the process of like applying and reaching out and having to send our documents, I started to get, I think, a little bit nervous because it started to feel very real. And I still wasn't sure if I was going to get the scholarship or not. So knowing whether or not I was going to be able to afford it started to really press on me. But then she came through and was like, no, Nicole, come over to my house. We're going to do this together. Hey, don't forget, you got to do this. Don't forget, you got to do that. And we just held each other accountable. And next thing I know, I think we both ended up getting the scholarship that paid for the whole tuition. We both got together to buy our airfare together. We both decided that we were, well, not decided. It was kind of obvious. We were definitely going to roommate. We were in this together. And that's how it worked out. And it's so crazy because when I first got the email about the scholarship, I only got approved for half of it. They were only paying for half of it. So I started saving up my money so that I could come up with the other half. And I think a few weeks before my trip, um, I ended up getting an email where they ended up giving me the rest of the money to complete it. So whatever money I had saved up would have been just for me to use as my spending money while I was out there, which put me at such a great place. Super grateful. And it was done. It was done. We bought our flights. We were ready to go. Everything was set in stone. We were going to roommate with two other girls. And it was just a matter of making it on time for our first day of orientation in Florence. I remember the flight getting there was such a fucking nightmare. 
our flight got delayed in Georgia. So we got stuck in Georgia. Then we had to find a different airline to take us to at least New York that would give us to, that would fly us to Germany that would give us a connecting flight. It is such a long story, but it took us like two days just to get to Florence. And when we finally arrived, my luggage was lost and I didn't get it for another three days. Ciao. It was a fucking nightmare, but we made it. And when I tell you, I'm not saying, <laughs> of course it was worth it, you know, like arriving, of course it was worth it. But just thinking about the journey it took to get there, it was so stressful. But, you know, once we arrived, it just felt so surreal. Like, I felt like if I were to extend my hand and just tap the air, the billboard will fall over. Like, it didn't even feel real. Like, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I couldn't believe that I made it. And I think what made it that much more special for me, and this is going to sound kind of strange to a lot of people, but listen, I'm from New York, okay? And I didn't have... I didn't have like a rough upbringing. You know, I had two parents that loved me, who provided for me to the best of their ability. Obviously, mistakes were made along the way. They were young, but whatever, you know, I lived in the Bronx. And going to Europe, going abroad, going to these beautiful places that I knew existed even at my age, I'm not saying it didn't feel like tangible, but it felt very far reached, you know, like, oh, people with money can do that. You know, people at a different class level can do that. Not us. Like we can't afford that. That's too much money. That's too far away. That's that doesn't work. You know, I think that my mind went as far as thinking that Times Square was the coolest place on earth. Disney World was, you know, the heavens of everything I mean as a child that would mean that to any kid but to me that's just as far as my dreams went and then when I lived in Florida when we moved my mind started to open up a little bit more but it still felt far-reached because you know the summers that I would have being locked up in the house looked very different to let's say the kids I went to high school with who were going to all these cool places. They were going on cruises. They were traveling to Europe for the summer. They were going to Paris. They were going to Germany. They were, you know, they were doing all these fun things. And again, it was just kind of like, oh, you know, like that's because they got money. That's because, you know, their, their parents live in these big houses. I went to a predominantly, I don't want to call it a rich area, because half of the people that live in celebration are fucking broke. At least that's how it was when I went to high school there. And so no shade. Um, but it's just people in that caliber obviously had a very different lifestyle than I did. And it was obvious, you know. So to finally be at a place where I had the opportunity to go to Italy and actually live there have an apartment, have a bed, decorate, go to class, you know, have a lifestyle out there for two months. Like that is something I never thought I could have or would ever be able to experience. And I was able to. And that feeling made that trip that much more special to me, you know? So when we arrived, I had my class schedule. I took two classes. One was a cooking class 
and the other was um a beginner's um what was it called it was like to learn Italian for beginners like whatever so it was like hello my name is this I can count to 10 these are colors these are the pronouns that we needed to learn da 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 and then the cooking class, it wasn't so much as like a legitimate cooking class where I had to wear like an apron and a hat, and you know, but we did have like the basic cookbooks where we would learn how to make pate, pasta from scratch. We learned how to taste the different notes of different olive oils and balsamics. And, you know, we went to different restaurants and we would have like tours of different places and, you know, the different companies and the flea markets that they had out there and what they sold and things like that. So that experience was so much fun. I had class Monday through Thursday or Monday through Wednesday and then I had Thursday through Sunday off. And part of the program we were able to go to Venice for two days and Rome for three days. Or maybe it was vice versa. But Venice was beautiful. It rained when we got there, which was so fucking annoying because I hate it when it rains. It does not. My hair, mm -mm, I didn't have keratin back then, so my hair was like a fucking poodle. But I actually loved Venice. Although it flooded, although there was water up to my knees and it was really dirty and there was a lot of hustlers on the streets, you'd be surprised there's a lot of them like everywhere in Italy because at the end of the day, those areas are going to be touristic areas. So they're, it's kind of inevitable. Like, you're going to you're going to run into that a lot. But I actually thought Venice was beautiful. I loved the small narrow streets. I loved the architecture. I loved the piazzas. I loved seeing the water and all the boats that were there. We didn't do the gondola rides as much as I would have wanted to do it. They were really expensive, like 80 euros, which is like equivalent to almost like $100 just to ride on the gondola. I'm sure I'll do it one day, but the time I went wasn't the time I did it. Um, Rome was beautiful. We went to the Vatican. We went to the Trevi Fountain. We, oh my God, we went to so many places. And you know what's so funny is that I got lost once again in Rome. Mm -hmm. Remember that story a few episodes ago where I got lost in Paris? Yeah, same shit happened in Rome. But here's the thing. I'm leaving out something. I'm going to say it really fast. I remember when I first arrived to Italy, even before I went to Italy, I wanted to create a YouTube channel. And I wanted to sort of just document my experience of my trip out there. And I was excited about it. I had my iPhone. I had my iPad. I was ready to go. Unfortunately, by the third day, I lost my cell phone. I lost it. I think I was like walking to the apartment. It started raining. I had the map in my hand. I used the map as like a cover. Whatever. Long story short, I fucking ran got inside my building, made sure I had everything, couldn't find it, doesn't matter. I lost my fucking cell phone. When I tell you I cried, I cried like, like it was like, like somebody had died. Okay. I cried so hard because in my head, I was like, yo, it is not to be so obsessed over my phone, but I was like, you know, my phone was going to be the thing that I used to take pictures, videos, to document these things, to check in on Facebook, to keep everybody updated on my trip, you know? All I had after my cell phone was my iPad, but I didn't want to use my iPad to take pictures. Like, the quality of the iPad and the pictures I took was garbage. So grainy and fuzzy looking, and it just wasn't good at all. And I was so disappointed. 
And looking at the silver lining, I was almost grateful that I did lose my phone because there were so many moments on my trip where we would go to cafes and like the group of girls I was with, they would always be like, Nicole, can you go ask what's the Wi-Fi password? Because they never like to ask. So I would always have to be the one to ask. And I had like uh, like a small book of Italian words that I would constantly refer to. So I was the only one willing to actually make the effort. So everyone always relied on me to ask the questions, which is ironic because it's not like my Italian was any good. I just wasn't, I wasn't shy. I wasn't that shy to try, you know, because I think that when you go abroad, as long as they see you making an effort to speak their language, they're pretty understanding because they know like they're just understanding with it and I remember the times I would do that and go back to the table everybody would be stuck on their phone whether it was Instagram or Facebook you know Twitter and because I didn't have that and I definitely didn't want to take my iPad everywhere I went I would just look at the streets look at the sky you know look at everybody just I feel like I felt more connected on the trip because I didn't have my cell phone versus the people who did have their cell phones. Do I regret not being more careful? Absolutely. I think that my pictures would have came out way better and I would have taken more photos because at that time I relied on my friend to take photos and after a while she would get annoyed with me asking for photos all the time. So even at one, even at some point I felt bad for asking. So yeah. Do I regret losing it? Absolutely. I wish I still, to this day, I wish I could still go back in time. But if I could say any silver lining that came from it, good thing that I lost it in a sense because it almost allowed me to feel more connected to the trip. Hence why it still meant that much more to me, you know? But going back to Rome, I remember, so this part of the program, they, all, they um, gave every student a cell phone. It was like a small little Nokia phone and it had minutes on it. And it was part of your tuition that would pay for it. Anything on top of that will get charged to your account. And with the cell phone, it would just be like, oh, you know, so you could talk to your family. They could like reach you or you could talk to your roommates. Like if you get lost or if you need to tell them, hey, I'm at the club or hey, I'm at the bar or I'm studying at the library. Like, you know, this cell phone was to help you be connected with everyone because not everyone could afford, you know, international plans. So I remember being in Rome and I remember I really wanted to go to a bookstore and the group I was with kind of just was stuck on what they wanted to do. And for me, I didn't care to venture out on my own. I'm still the same way. I like my alone time. I like to do my own thing. And so at the time I remember saying like, okay, well, I'm going to go this way. So I'll meet up with you guys in an hour, whatever. And I remember I ventured off and I didn't have a map. <laughs> this was a small little Nokia phone. And at some point I was like, fuck, I'm lost. <laughs> like, I really don't know where I am. And you know something? I wasn't even scared. I wasn't scared. I didn't freak out. I didn't even care. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk. And I walked and I passed restaurants, I passed little shops, I passed people, I passed like these romantic little cafes that were like tucked away in these little corners. Like, again, hate that I didn't have my fucking phone because I would have documented all of it. But it was so beautiful. And just by having that sense of peace of just kind of going where the road took me, 
ended up taking me exactly where I needed to be at. And I was back at the piazza where everybody was at and <laughs> ended up seeing my friends. And they were like, Nicole, you took longer than an hour. And I was like, yeah, I got lost, but I guess I just found my way. Like everything just felt so serendipitous and romantic and peaceful and amazing and just oh my god these words I'm even saying don't even feel like it's enough you know but it was a it was beautiful and I and I loved I loved it I loved it I loved Rome I saw the Spanish steps um yeah it was it was very busy and I appreciated Rome I did love Rome I enjoyed it but to be honest with you I'm glad that I chose Florence or that Florence happened to be the place I studied abroad at because Florence was a little bit more slow paced. It wasn't as busy or congested. Um, granted, there were like maybe four bars that everybody went to. Um, but nonetheless, it was great because you see, if you look at the map of Florence, there's a bridge, a very famous bridge called the Ponte Vecchio. And I think back in the day, that bridge used to be where all the meat, like the butchers will be taking place at. Because what they would do is for any of the meat that would go bad, they would dump it out the windows and it would go through the water. I'm, I hope I'm saying that right. But now this bridge is like where they have like all these like jewelry shops. Like now it's much more fancier now than it ever was in the back in the day. But when you cross this bridge is where you see the Duomo, which is like the big church, the piazza is, and that's pretty much where all the universities are. My apartment was on the other side of that bridge, which was more of like the locals. So our apartment, absolutely beautiful, um, was a two bedroom apartment, two, ba two bedroom, one bathroom um, apartment. It was huge. It had a beautiful view of all of the uh, rooftops of like the other buildings that were nearby. Um, oh God, it was just so nice. And, uh, it was cool because even though the university and where the majority of our friends lived was across the other bridge, I was in the perfect spot only. And granted, even though it was a longer walk to my university, I was on the side of where all the locals were. So the pizzeria, the piazza, the cafes, we were more in the authentic side of Florence where everyone really spoke Italian across the bridge where the church was, where the university was. It was a little bit more busier. That's where a lot of the other students would live. So everybody kind of spoke English. That's where everybody was at. So again, even though the walk was always like a long one and it was like, oh, fuck, like I got to give myself like 30 minutes of walking time to go to my class. I still preferred where we were because it was more of like the locals, you know, so it was like the best of both worlds in a sense. But I still think about those walks that I would take back and from the school, like the gelatos, like I'm telling you, like water was more expensive than wine. There was this place, this pizzeria called Gusto's Pizzeria um, that was super popular. And me and my friend would buy a bottle of wine, get a pizza sit at the piazza, drink out of the bottle, eat pizza, and just talk shit. And that's what I loved about Italy, that you didn't need to spend a lot of money to socialize, to hang out, or to even do anything, because that's just what people did. And what's ironic is that, well, not ironic, but Italians, at least, when they drink, 
they drink to socialize. They don't drink to get drunk. So across the bridge where a lot of the bars were at, where all the Americans hung out at, it was just a lot of, you know, people getting drunk and partying. And that's fine because we definitely did that too. But on the side that I was at, those Friday, Saturday nights, people were just going to the piazzas. There were like little bars here and there that people would go in and grab a drink and sit outside and drink at. But nobody was wasted. Nobody was throwing up. Nobody was being too loud. Everyone was just hanging out. And that just felt so fucking cool. Like, I remember just sitting on the steps of, like, one of the churches, looking at the crowd. And I'm just like, why don't they do this in America? I mean, first of all, they don't because it's illegal. (laughs) But it's just, I feel like my lifestyle would be so different if this was the thing to do, you know? But nonetheless, it was such a beautiful time. I remember my first night there I met a guy at a bar we started making out I have pictures and they're deep 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 on my Instagram you're just gonna have to scroll I am not reposting it I look crazy but it was something that I just posted because I was just so excited for the experience I was open to it all remember we would go to the bubbly gardens and just read books one of our roommates spoke French as well as English so I remember one time she had brought like this child's book of I think it's called the little prince and she would read it to us in French so we would just buy wine a bunch of like cheese and bread and chocolate like whatever we could just find at the store like take one of the blankets we had from the apartment lay out drink wine while she would read in French to us I know not Italian leave us alone but it was just still so peaceful and like different and you know just that's what we would do I remember me and my friend, we bought uh, Inferno by Dan Brown, which I remember at the time, it's a book that took place in Florence. So the campaign for when the book was released was aggressive. It was everywhere, buses, billboards, walls, like everywhere you went, Dan Brown's Inferno was everywhere because the book took place in Florence. And of course, being in Florence, the marketing for it was like everywhere. And so we bought the book. And I remember like reading the book to her because like she wasn't much of a reader, but she liked getting read too. So we would also make picnics. I would read out loud the book. And it's just so crazy because even in the book, the scenes that he would bring up, like the Ponte Vecchio, the Bubbly Garden, like all these like, like, you know, iconic places in Florence. It's like we knew exactly where these places were because we were physically in them as we were reading the book. So it's like we were immersed into the story physically read it's just like everything about it I remember like I would cook all the time I knew how to make pasta from scratch so like that definitely cut out our shopping list and you want to know what's even crazier I remember in Italy going to the supermarket everything was fresh you rarely found anything in a can or pre-made like no the aisles for cheese and olive oil were way bigger than let's say the cereal aisle or even plastic bags like Ziploc bags they had two boxes two sizes bigger big or small those were the only two options you go to a supermarket here in America they literally have an entire aisle of Ziploc bags you go to a supermarket in Italy you'll find two brands big or small pick one that's it that's all you get they don't have a freezer section as they should not why would they need one Uh, but they literally had like a little box of like a freezer with like one frozen pizza in it 
and like nobody touched it ever like just everything about it I drank so much wine never I never really felt hungover well that's a lie maybe one night I got hungover but it was just it was just amazing everything about it and I still think about it to this day I still fantasize about going back I was supposed to go back in summer of 2020 but we all can assume why I didn't make it and I was supposed to go with my mom and we were going to go to Florence and I was going to show her where my apartment was because I I'm pretty sure I still remember how to get there and yeah everything was just so amazing I would love to go back and listen it's so crazy because that girl Casey the one that I brought up earlier in the episode she um just came up with new merch and it's it's like a shirt she has it in a shirt a tank top and a hoodie and it says do the shit that scares you and it's so true do the shit that scares you because I remember when I was first inspired to even want to go to Europe and then even finding a way to do it I remember thinking to myself like oh no 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 like I can't do this this is this is so far reach like who the hell do I think I am like there's no way I could do that And I knew that was kind of like my subconscious already preventing me from doing something that ultimately did scare me. And I'm so glad that I did it anyway, because after my trip to Italy was when my love for traveling really sparked because I I just realized that nothing is ever too far reached, you know, like anything you want to accomplish, anything that you want to do for yourself could be obtainable. I remember right after that, I went to Vegas for my 21st birthday because that was something I always wanted to do. I went skydiving because I was like, you know what? This scares me and I'm going to do it and I don't care. And I did it. I ended up studying abroad again the following year. That's when I went to Belgium and France. Granted, it was more of a field study, which just means I went through a class trip for like 10 days. But even still being able to get on that plane and go to Europe again and get those stamps on my passport and see the Eiffel Tower and the Arc of Triumph and go to Belgium and have Belgian waffles and Belgian beer like it's just like you know you do these things and you're just like I can do anything I can do anything I want and you know for some people listening in they're probably thinking oh big deal Nicole you went to Italy so have millions of other like tourists from different places have gone to these places but you know something it doesn't matter because to me it opened the door And it opened my mind to want to accomplish more things in the future, you know? So I hope that you do the shit that scares you. And I want you to remember, too, that nothing is too far reached. I hope I'm saying that right. It's not too far reached for you. Anything you want to obtain, you can do it, you know? And with that, I'm going to end the episode. I love you guys and thank you so much for listening in. Again, this is my favorite topic to talk about. I'm sure there are other holes that I'm probably leaving out and I'm sorry if I did. You know, when I just think about my trip ulti- like in in whole in a hole, I get like little flashes of like different things. I remember feeling insecure because of all the weight I gained from all the pasta I was eating, but at the same time I didn't care. All the friends I made while I was out there. You know, UF is a really big Greek school, so I met a lot of fraternity uh, bros and a lot of sorority girls and I remember thinking like oh great like are they even going to be nice and they were all so lovely I even came back from the trip debating if I wanted to join a sorority 
never did. <laughs> um, not only because I was going to a community college, but because it's just a lot of money. Uh, but just like having those experiences and, you know, breaking those barriers of thinking like, oh, you know, like I'm not going to make friends out here or they're going to judge me or am I even going to fit in? And no, 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 no. Don't think that way. Go into everything you want with an open mind and with the idea that you are good enough, worth enough, and, you know, able to have those things you know I hope I'm making sense but that's what I have to say about it well thank you so much for listening in if you want to learn more about this girl I brought up Casey Rose I've put her Instagram link at the bottom of the bio of the episode I'm sure I'm going to repost some old pictures I always do from my Italy trip so you can more or less see my favorite moments of my trip when I lived out there and yeah I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. New episodes every Mondays. I love you. And I'll see you next time.